All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and after a few weeks off for summer break, the podcast is back. Yankees baseball is back after the All-Star break, and the Yankees open the second half in the worst possible way with a series loss on the road to the NL Worst Rockies, a team that's just truly awful, a team that just can't wait for Game 162 to end and their miserable lost season to end, a team that's going nowhere with a roster that's just not good and a rotation that is right there as the worst of baseball. And the Yankees couldn't hit that rotation. They couldn't hit Austin Gobber. They couldn't hit Chase Anderson, who are arguably the two worst starting pitchers in all of baseball. Gomber on Friday night gives up two runs before he even records an out, and then the Yankees can't score against him or any Rockies pitcher for the rest of that game. Anderson on Sunday, five shutout innings against the Yankees, came in. Um, with an OPS against in the 900s, came in with an ERA almost at 7, same as Gomber. Yankees couldn't touch either of these guys. Couldn't score against either of these guys. And they find themselves now here on Monday in last place in the AL East, two games out of a wild card berth, and just trending in the wrong direction. Wasting this gift, this gift that they got to open the second half against the Rockies, the Angels, and the Royals. The NL Worst Rockies, the Mike Troutless Angels with no pitching, and the Royals, who are barely better than the historically bad A's. They have three more wins, I think, than the A's. That's who they got nine games out of the gate, and they've already ruined three of them. They've already pissed away three games against a team they have no business losing a single game to. If you think you're a contender, if you think you can win the World Series, you don't go to Colorado and lose two of three and just get shut down by atrocious Starters. The only reason Gomber and Anderson are in the league is so that they could just eat innings and get over, get the season over with for the Rockies. After Sunday's game, which was just a painfully excruciating loss to watch, Boone was asked about losing a series to the NL Worst Rockies, and he wasn't happy about being asked about it. Baseball, Major League Baseball. Save it with that question. Last, we got, we got two and a half months to be put ourselves in a position to be championship caliber we got to go you know it's on us we got to go prove that uh as far as who we're major league baseball you're gonna you're gonna beat some good teams you're gonna lose some series to some teams that are struggling it's a grind every time you go out there and and put the put a major league uniform on so i don't buy into that garbage at all like they you know they outlasted us today and you know we're obviously pissed off in the moment that you know we lost a series but it's a series that we lost and we got to move on from it and go um go go try and play well in in california you want to tell me oh it's major league baseball oh anyone can beat anyone sure fine then why aren't isn't anyone beating the Rays? why isn't anyone beating the braves the orioles they have less losses than the rays now they're just statistically behind them because they've played four less games You think you're a playoff team? Because right now you don't hold a playoff spot. You've got to jump Boston, who's now ahead of you because of the tiebreaker. Then you've got Houston, who's done what they've done this season. Everyone's talking about, oh, the Astros down here. Oh, the Astros hold a playoff berth right now. They've had Altuve for a handful of games, haven't had Brantley for a single game. Haven't had Jose Urquidy, haven't had Lance McCullers, haven't had Luis Garcia. The Astros are fine. The Astros go to the ALCS every year. They get to the World Series almost every year. They've won two championships in the last six years. Don't worry about the Astros if you're a Yankees fan. Worry about your own team. 
because your own team sucks. So you gotta, you gotta pass the Red Sox. You've gotta pass the Astros. Then you could pass the Blue Jays, who just don't lose anymore. And then that's it, because you're not catching anyone for the first wild card spot, whether it's Baltimore or Tampa. If you think you can catch Baltimore, that means you think you can catch Tampa, because Tampa and Baltimore are essentially tied right now. Again, the Rays now have more losses than the Orioles. So forget that. Forget the division. Avenue one, gone. Forget the first wild card. Second avenue, gone. You have the second or the third wild card. That's it. So you have to outlast Boston, you have to outlast Toronto, you have to outlast Houston, and then you have to outlast anyone behind you who may make a run. That's where the Yankees have put themselves here. That's where they've put themselves. But Boone's not worried about it. Look, we got to be better. I mean, plain and simple. So I'm not worried about where we are. Like, it's all there in front of us, and we don't have to go on some incredible run. To, like, we control it. When he talks about, oh, he's not worried about it, oh, they have two and a half months left, all I can think about having two and a half months left is having to watch this team for two and a half more months. How could anyone look forward to Yankees baseball every night? What is there to be happy about with this team? You're happy oh, when Judge plays. He never plays. And you're happy every five days when Cole starts, but they ruin his starts most of the time like they did on Sunday. So every five days, you may be happy about the way the Yankees played. You may be excited about the game. And if Judge comes back, you may be excited about that. What are you going to do for the trade deadline? Are you going to get excited when they get Cody Bellinger or they go out and trade for some barely better than what they have right now guy? This team isn't worth investing in. It's not worth trying to upgrade. It's not worth depleting the farm system anymore. The offense should have been taken care of in the offseason. Had to be taken care of in the offseason. It wasn't. Management watched last season and said, we're Carlos Rodon away from winning the World Series. Because that's all they added. They tricked you into thinking they added a big free agent in Aaron Judge. He just brought him back. They added only Rodon. And he didn't pitch for the first three months of the season. Now he's made two starts, and the Yankees have lost both of them. They watched what happened in October, or really since the first week of July when they were, what, 41 and 42 the rest of the way. And then they watched what happened in October where they barely eked by the Guardians, who had the tying run at the plate in the bottom of the ninth in the do-or-die game five. And then they got embarrassed in four games by the Astros. And they watched that, and they said, Carlos Rodon was, is the difference. If they had Carlos Rodon, they would have beat the Astros and, won, and got into the World Series. That's what they thought, because that's all they did. Brian Cashman talks about how every move, every decision he makes is to get this team closer to a championship. Every move and decision he's made since the core four left has gotten them farther away from a championship. Because they've never gotten to the World Series, let alone won it, since the core four left. And the closest they ever got was a manager ago, and all they've done under this one is go backwards. So they got the Game 7 in the LCS, then the next year they lost in the ALDS, then the next year they lost in 6 games in the LCS, then the next year they lost in the ALDS, then they lost in the wildcard game, then they got embarrassed in the LCS, and now they're on the fringe of not making the postseason in a format in which 40% of the league gets in. 40%! 6 of 15 teams in the American League will get in the playoffs, and if the Yankees aren't one of them, it's, it's hard to fathom that that could be a possibility given that they're the yankees given their financial resources it should be an impossibility when they expanded the postseason from four teams to five i was 
I wasn't happy about it because I never wanted the Yankees to have to play in the one-game playoff. Little did I know they end up playing in three of them, four of them, 15, 17, 18, 21. I played in four of them. But at least when it happened, I thought, okay, well, now five teams get in. They'll always at least be in that. They weren't always in that. And then when they expanded it to six teams, I was like, okay, not great because you don't want to have to play in the best of three. But at least if 40% gets in, there's no chance the Yankees will ever not be in the top 40% of the AL. Well, guess what? They're not in the top 40% of the AL. They're two games out of it. They're two games out of it. And in the last two weeks, they've had a third player in eight years get suspended for domestic violence. They went 3-3 three and three in Oakland and St. Louis against two last-place teams. Couldn't win a home series against the Cubs. Fell to last in the ALEs. Fell out of the playoff spot. Tarnished the Yankees' iconic uniform with a jersey sleeve advertisement patch. And now they lose two of three of the Rockies. And in that time, they fired their hitting coach because that was the difference. And they hired Sean Casey, who was celebrating like the team won the World Series when John Carlos Stanton hit a home run on Friday night. Didn't see much of Sean Casey after that. Looks like he's not the genius or the quick fix offense guru that everyone thought. Because the Yankees team that he took over, what they did in Colorado was worse than anything they've done all season. And that whole thing, not that I'm a Dylan Lawson guy or think he did a good job, bad job, the hitting coach doesn't matter. But the Yankees tried to play it up like Casey was going to come in and change things. And the way they went about hiring him just doesn't sit well. It's just gross. Listen to AJ Pierzynski talk about how he heard at the All-Star game how Casey was hired. Yesterday, when we were at the Home Run Derby, someone told us the story how it happened. And this was like a week ago that Booney called Casey and said, hey, would you be my hitting coach? I don't really. Word on the T-Mobile Park outfield. And Casey's like, I don't know, brother. And then I guess he called him back and said he'd do it. Because he said it was a no-lose situation. If they do great, he's the hero. And if they do shitty like they already are, he's like, oh, it's two months. Not my fault. Yeah. GM made a bad team. So a nice week from Casey there as he, uh, his offense did a bang-up job against Gomber and Anderson. Now they go play the Angels, who have no pitching, just like the Rockies. And they have one hitter in Otani. They're a one-man show. But that's basically who the Yankees are, a one-man show, because their whole team is judge. The Yankees had a gift in this schedule, and they've pissed away three of it. Three games of it so far. Six to go. I have no expectations for what they'll do in Anaheim. None. And Andrew Rotondi of Bronx Pinstripes, Bronx Pinstripes podcast, joined me before the season, annual tradition, we do the over-under. If you join me now, mid-season, to talk about the state of the Yankees, then he'll join me at the end of the season to go over the over-unders. But uh, we talked about the Yankees and, and coming out of the second half, what to expect, and what to expect is a series loss to the Rockies. So let's get to it. All right. And joining me today, our sort of mid-season conversation, Andrew Tondi of Bronx Pinstripes Podcast. Andrew, how's it going today? You enjoying the All-Star break? <laughs> Just a break from watching and suffering with the Yankees on a nightly basis, Neil? I am. I mean, four nights off where you could just go to bed early. You don't have to be wondering why somebody botched an easy double play ball or why somebody who has hitting 150 is batting fifth or why pitchers are getting pulled after 70 pitches and one hit allowed to just go to bed. It's easy. It's almost like after the lockout last year when they just, you know, were made poor offseason choices in the shortened offseason and had the season they did. It's almost like 
just keep the lockout going. When the Yankees aren't part of your life, it's a lot more stress-free and my mental health, my physical, emotional health, they're just in a better state. Uh, so I remember back to <clears throat> during COVID, during when this, the league shut down in the first couple of months of the year. At first, I was really bummed out because like, you know, by April, you want baseball back. But right. then but then there was a part of me that kind of hit like a zen. And I was like, oh, it's kind of nice to not not get angry at them on a nightly basis. Yeah. I mean, the last few nights, you could do whatever you want. You know, watch Home Run Derby. It's like, who cares what happens? All-Star game. Who cares what happens? Now it's kind of like the eve of I know tomorrow night against the Rockies. This is a, this is the, one of the worst baseball teams in the league, the Rockies. They're just absolutely atrocious, no starting pitching, no bullpen, a, a horrific manager as someone who wagers on baseball all the time. He's he's worse than Boone, which is hard to say. The Yankees don't go to Colorado and sweep this team. It'll just be a disaster. Uh, but they couldn't sweep the A's, and they yeah, couldn't the beat the Red Sox. They can't beat the White Sox. So it's like... I'm just already getting annoyed just thinking about what's going to happen this weekend. And then you got next week, you got the late games, which are awful. Thankfully, it's the last few late games. Uh, just, I don't know. It's just everything that's gone on with this team in the last week between having yet another person get suspended for domestic violence, losing you know your last four or five games, not being able to win that series against the Orioles, not being able to win a home series against the Cubs, firing the hitting coach, hiring a new hitting coach 15 minutes later with no experience this last week has just maybe buddy, been the just worst a friend week. of boone's just, just a guy friend. just boone's buddy i mean yes it's sean casey but essentially this is boone's buddy right 30 years of friendships <laughs> 30 years the guy's known him like and it's funny because they obviously had this in the works for weeks i mean oh, yeah. it's not like sean casey was at home doing nothing he's on mlb network all the time he has another gig he has to give that up he has to like change his whole life he has to be you know on the road now like everything this wasn't just oh we fired dylan lawson and, and then we started a search like this was going on behind the scenes for a long time yeah definitely you don't decide to just fire your hitting coach on the last day of the first half and it, scott and i were joking it's like would have been pretty funny if the yankees put up like 12 runs in that in that last game and then they fired him because like like you're right that decision was made long before they actually announced it but so you're not buying into Sean Casey coming in and immediately just turning things around. Josh Donaldson's <laughs> going to be the MVP from 2015. Giancarlo Stanton's going to remember how to hit consistently. Right. You know, he's going to be the 59 home run hitter again. You're not buying into any of this? The the worst part about all this is that it happened when it happened because there's been no news going on since it's the All-Star break. Sean Casey is getting the attention as if they hired a new general manager or manager. Like Everywhere you look, there's headlines, links, stories about Sean Casey as if he's going to come in and do anything. And he had some quote like, I expect to come in and make an impact. What a fucking foolish thing to say because you're coming into a bunch of losers that can't hit. And the only thing he has going for him is that these guys can't get much worse. I, I don't think they can maybe maintain where they are. And then it's like, okay, well he didn't help, but he didn't hurt. They can really only get better. Like DJ LeMay, you can't be any worse than he's been. You'd think John Carlos Stan can't get any worse than he's been. So even if they have the littlest uptick, everyone's going to say, look at what Sean Casey did. He came yeah. in and he saved the day. There's, there's no, it's, it's a perfect situation for him. He's coming into the worst Yankees offense of like all time. So even if they're just a marginally better, it makes him look good. Yeah, I mean a hitting coach can only do so much. I, no, I do, do anything. It's it's 
they might well, they can do they, some things, right? Because they, the the fact that the Yankees, I'm not just putting this on Dylan Lawson, but like the Yankees coaching staff at large did not identify that Anthony Volpe was like having an uh, open stance more relative right. than what he had in the minors. Like the fact that it took a conversation with Austin Wells and like them watching film together to identify that. And that got past all of the Yankees coaches, including Dylan Lawson. That's bad. That's egregious. Like that's almost a fireable offense in and of itself. So like if even if Sean Casey can just identify things like that, he is making an impact. Now I'm not sitting here telling you suddenly he's going to turn the Yankees offense around because that's the player's job. John Carlos Stanton needs to hit. Anthony Rizzo <laughs> needs to hit. DJ needs to hit. Donaldson, he's never going to hit. I'm not. I'm not even going to say he needs to hit. He's not going to hit. But like, no, he's not going to. He, he's his career is over. Like yes, yes but those three players while, I mentioned, he'll get a middle middle fastball and hit it a mile just to keep his ten, job. But ten home runs, fourteen hits. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> he's done. It's, he's ab- done. It's, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. Stanton, Rizzo, Donaldson. Excuse me. Stanton, Rizzo, DJ in the middle of the order need to start hitting. They need to go out and get two or three bats at the deadline, and then maybe this team can be a contender. So Unless just they do, do what that. they should have done in the offseason. Fine, the yeah. Thing that do everybody what they should have done said, in the offseason. Like, I think I talked to you about this when it was like, oh, Carlos Rodon. It's like, yeah, he's a luxury. The pitching is never the issue. He was never going to bat third and drive in 100 runs and hit elite pitching in the playoffs. He's a great pitcher. They didn't need to get him. What they needed to do was upgrade the offense, and they didn't do it. So now they're going to have to go and, and deplete their farm system even more to take care of an issue that only money could have taken care of. And who's to say, like, I don't even know that this team is worth buying into. Like, who's out there that that's they, a whole yeah, other that conversation, though. That's a whole other conversation, and I, I think it's worth having. But I don't think they have a choice. Like, you've you can't even if Judge, I Judge might not come back this year. So, but like when you have Judge and Cole, basically those two guys in their prime right now, you have to go for it. You can't just punt on a season. No, but like, what makes this team right now? They're not a playoff team. They're one game out. So let's say Judge comes back um, in the first week of August and he's awesome and they win games and they get in just who they are now. They could be a wild card team, probably the fifth or sixth spot. What is there that I mean, the division, just forget about that because they never get closer than like six games back in the loss column and then they go right back to nine. There's nothing out there. There's not enough teams tanking and the teams that are tanking don't have the guys. Yes, they're better than the guys you have, but like, I don't see anyone out there who you could go get that's going to make this team and me think, okay, now like this is a real contender. So we did a GM episode, like what if we were GM a couple days ago? What if they get Bellinger, add to the outfield and add to the lineup and they get Candelario from the Nationals for third base? I also made a trade for another outfielder, but what if you just get those two guys? You upgrade third base. Candelario has been really good. He's a pure rental for the rest of this year. It's not going to cost you much prospect-wise. And kind of similar thing with Bellinger. You might have to pay a little bit more for Bellinger just because he seems like the the like biggest left-handed bat on the on the market right now. But those two guys, if those other guys start hitting, if those other guys don't start hitting, like everyone, the whole team's fucked. Like we know that. But if those other people start hitting and you get those two bats, you don't think this team can can make a playoff run? No. <laughs> Okay. I just saw so a thing about so what, Cody are you, what are you still watching? What are you still watching for? I just saw this thing about Cody Bellinger. How like everybody wants him. He's got you know, like these top line numbers are good, but if you look at his you know baseball yeah, savant page, it's all now blue. you're buying it. Now you're, now you're buying into that. I, I'm just saying, like he's because you guy realize that all, all these teams the are going to want him. Let's flip this around, okay? 
a guy's a, t- a guy's top line numbers are Joey Gallows, but his baseball savant page is red. He hits the ball really hard and he walks a lot. It's like there's a reason the Dodgers obtained those players and those players sucked. The Dodgers just let Cody Bellinger walk. They're just like, yep. we're not, we don't watch you anymore. The Dodgers are much better at this than the Yankees are. So for them to say like, we don't, the Yankees could have had Cody Bellinger in the offseason yep. for nothing, just money. And they didn't okay, want so it. Fine. And now he has, like three good, he, he has three, no, I'm, I have nothing against Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger is not beating the Astros in the playoffs because the rest of the lineup that sucks is still there. This, this isn't like a two guy fix, like go get two bats and you're better. This is like six out of nine everyday players have to be swapped out. <laughs> Okay, so okay, well, <clears throat> that obviously can't happen. But like, right? If, so, so you're just if patching they get up holes in the boat, yes. and then another hole pops up, and then you patch that one, another hole. You need a new whole fucking new boat right now. Yeah, you need a new boat. But what if what? I'm not saying this is likely to happen. It's not. I'm with you. This team. So you is think Candelaria and Bellinger? Bad. Like you get those two guys, and you would feel good about their chances in October, if. Stanton, Judge, Rizzo, so, and DJ are hitting. It's a massive parlay. Every, yes, you need of to course, get, that's what I'm you saying. Need to go but get you these can't two not guys make that every parlay. Other, every other team is going to want those. Every other team who's in the mix is going to want Bellinger because he's maybe available. But the Cubs are like just as far out of it as the Yankees are from a division standpoint. So they might say, like, we're not giving up Bellinger. No, nah, they're Candelario, giving him up. Everybody's going to want him. him. So. It's not like the Yankees are the only team here. They they may not even be able to give up what's wanted. You need that to happen. Then you need all these other guys who – these aren't small sample sizes of these guys sucking. Like, John Carlos Stanton's been bad for a, over a calendar year. Josh yep. Donaldson's never been good as a Yankee. LeMahieu – DFA him. Is just get un- rid of him. There's 100% that LeMahieu is hurt. This, oh, yeah. There's no way this guy just lost being an elite contact well, hitter overnight. Don't you remember they were – figuring out if they needed to do surgery on his toes. Yeah, and he was like, no, nah, I'm and they, good. I'm and they said, it. no, you think that was the right decision? You yeah, think you the think Yankees, the Yankees medical staff made the right decision? Correctly? They didn't know Aaron Judge had a broken rib and punctured lung for six months. You think they know how to fix a toe? But the other problem with your GM thing is that you getting Candelario means the Yankees admit that that's Donaldson's done in DFA and because they're not going to get him. They're not yeah. doing that. They're not doing that. Well, they, they said the guy Hicks. needs a little more runway. They did it with Hicks. I don't know. Yeah, and that still puzzles me why, like, yes, I was the Hicks extension the day it happened, I said it was a mistake. I'm happy he's gone. They owe him more money and more years than they owe Donaldson at this point. I don't know why they keep holding on to Donaldson. They thought well, they I think they made the Hicks thing because they thought they had outfield depth and they didn't think they had third base depth. That's the only reason that makes sense in my mind. So yeah, I mean, and you're and they don't have third base depth because they're not gonna put Peraza at third base and you're right. DJ's not healthy, so they're not going to rely on DJ LeMahieu to play third base every single day. So unless they go get a third baseman, they're stuck with Donaldson. Yeah. I remember um, – I'm trying to think of how long ago this was. When you telling me how much you hate this team, maybe it was 2021, and it was just like where they were in 2017 and like how fun that was and what the future looked like to now – this is the most hateable roster imaginable outside of judge who else on the Yankees like, okay, you want to see Volpe flourish and blossom into a star. There's not another position player. Like, yeah, I like LeMahieu in theory when he wasn't an automatic out, but who's like a guy that you're like, I can't wait to watch this guy play baseball tonight. Well, no one. I mean, no one, 
Bader if he's healthy is fun. I, but like, do you really like Harrison Bader? <clears throat> is the softest guy ever. Like the wind blows wrong and he'll be on the IL. And everyone talks I about li- oh, I Harrison like Bader. Bader. This guy, I like he, him. he has like a two eighty on base percentage. We act like he's Bernie Williams over here. The guy is <laughs> a mediocre player. <laughs> he's a little better than mediocre. But the rest of the team sucks so bad that everyone thinks yes. Bader is like a star. Yes, that's the same reason people are like, "How are you going to replace Glaber Torres?" Is bad. Glaber Torres has a one hundred five OPS plus. Yes. He's barely above league average. How are you going to replace Glaber Torres in five <laughs> minutes? That's like when whenever someone. You'll they'll hear oh Brian Cashman can't if you fire him he'll get another job in ten minutes good go get so another what? fucking job <laughs> so what? anybody who gets fired at their job ends up getting another job Wait, that's you, not a reason to you keep see, someone did you see the report uh, today that uh, teams are interested in hiring Dylan Lawson for their coaching staff yeah fine if you go back and look at the quotes that Boone and Cashman had to say when they hired Lawson you thought they were hiring Sean Casey because they're saying the same things and then I magically know. it's, it it's work ridiculous. Out. This it's is, ridiculous. I'm in, almost wondering though, with with the the Sean Casey hire, do you think this is uh, like Boone's final chance? Because like this seems like a Boone. No. <laughs> don't you think this seems like a Boone decision though? Like he's hiring his buddy, so he clearly his buddy. wanted Boone got to hire his best friend from childhood as his first bench coach, Phil Nev- Nevin. No, Nevin, they and fired he got, him, and he was like, he's said, like, fuck it, I don't care. Imagine like just letting them shit on your best friend your whole, since you were a kid. But and the you just funny thing about that is when they fired Nevin, they said we thought he had too much of a negative influence over the coaching staff. Right, but then you kept the guy anyway. You this whole like keep changing out some guys but not all guys. You just got to make the wholesale change. And last year I wrote about this when the Derek Jeter documentary was on last year. Buck Showalter had a spot in it, and he talked about how after 1995, he got fired. Um, or after 95, George Steinbrenner wanted to fire his whole coaching staff, but keep him. And he was like, he said, I don't think I can have any credibility if I return yeah. and let my whole staff get fired. Since Boone has been the manager, they like they switched hitting coaches three times. He's had two pitching coaches. They switched first base, third base coach, the bench coach. He doesn't give a shit if these guys, as long as he can keep his job, he doesn't care who rotates around him, who his friends are. If not, the second this season's over, when this season ends in the miserable way it will, Sean Casey's gone and Boone will still be here. There's no way that they're tied together in this decision. There's nothing. I don't know how you could watch last season, watch the guy play 2004 highlight reel for the team, have them lose in the way they did and just bring him back and think that like the, this is going to be the final straw because they have the excuse built in judge was hurt. A lot of other guys were hurt. They started peddling this shit. Hal and Cashman about injuries in May, they met with the media. So like this has been, they've been planting this idea for five months that this isn't anyone's fault other than injuries. And they said, Hal Steinbrenner told Meredith Morakovich, we're doing everything right when it comes to injuries. They don't know why it keeps happening, but they're doing everything right. So no, Boone will be here. I don't know what it's going to take. If missing the playoffs when forty percent of the league gets into the playoffs isn't enough, I don't. Th- that will be that'll be the end. I think I, well, I think then, I'll stop being a baseball fan at that point. For, by your logic, though, if they do miss the playoffs this year, the built-in excuse is there that Aaron Judge was hurt and all those right. other things. So I don't see. I don't. I honestly don't know how Aaron Boone ever loses his job unless Brian Cashman retires or walks away and the new person wants their own manager. I honestly have no idea because there's no accountability with this team. The culture is just disturbing and disgusting how no one cares about losses. Every day is another day. The guy has no idea what he's doing. It's just 
I don't know. There's nothing good. To, like, that's the thing is there, there's no players that are likable. The manager's not likable. The GM's not likable. The owner isn't. They got a fucking jersey patch now for an insurance company on the fucking jersey. Like, I don't, I don't does even that know. actually bother you though? Like, it really yeah. does. It really does. The, the timing <laughs> of the announcement after this last week well, of okay. shit is just like, how are you going to do that? Because it's not like Hal's going to take that fifty million or whatever it is that he got from Star Insurance and go buy a free agent. He's just going to fill his yacht up a few more times with gas. He's not going to do anything with it that's worthwhile to fans. So it does bother me. So do you think there's anything that they can do at this deadline to turn the season around? Or is it completely hopeless? And at this point, they should just punt on the deadline to not give up prospects and see if you can make changes in the offseason. If they got someone, um, if they got Shohei Otani or Juan Soto, I think that would be it. And they're not going to do that. So like, that's the level. We don't need... Uh Cody like, Bellinger and hope we catch lightning in a bottle for a month. Like, but like, they, fine. They need- obviously, Soto and Otani are better players than um, Candelario and Bellinger, but one player still isn't going to fix right. this. That's thing. what I'm saying. Like, that would excite me, but they're not going to be any good. Like, the, the Padres also aren't trading Soto. They gave everybody on their roster like $400 million each. They're not just going to be like, let's get rid of the top three or four best hitters in the league. Um, Otani, they're probably going to ride it out because he's a marketing, you know, they're not going to make the angels and they make are money. Stupid. Right. Although <clears throat> the angels are stupid, but like they should definitely trade him because even when he pitches, they don't even sell their stadium. Right. So it's like, it would, what, are you, they, what are you saving him for marketing wise? It's like, oh, instead of filling 40% of the seats, we'll, we'll fill 50% of the seats on right. the days that he pitches. It's like, what the fuck cares? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you get better. Like the only way is like you said, you hit a parlay, the biggest parlay ever where six guys in the lineup start hitting and you make trades and judge comes back healthy and Rodon doesn't get hurt and Severino fixes himself and Cortez comes back. That's so many things that need to go right that it just seems impossible. And even if all those things go right, Andrew, they're going to end up in a wild card spot on the road, burn their best pitchers, and then they're going to make the ALDS and play a better team being on their fourth starter already when the other team hasn't even used their first starter. That's the best. That's what you're signing up for. And then if you magically get by that, you got the fucking Astros, who I keep hearing people say, oh, the Astros are having a good year. The Astros have been to six straight ALCS. They won two championships. They could take. They could have a bad year, and they haven't had Altuve or Brantley or McCullers or Akiti or Garcia. Like they're they're waiting on all these guys to get healthy. The Yankees they're waiting on one guy, one guy to get healthy, and everyone thinks that when he comes back, they're magically going to be this awesome team. They weren't an awesome team when he was there. He's one guy. So, so why watch in the second half? Do other things because I've got two kids. We were just talking about you got two kids. You, I know. you got stuff to do. I know. I might I'm, watch. I probably like, I mean, I'm going to watch, but it's just going to be painful to watch like the game on Sunday, right? That's game. You, you're winning by three runs heading into the break. There was no need for that to turn into a loss, but that's this team under Boone in the last game going to the all-star break eight, 2018. I went back and looked. They lost 5-2 to Cleveland. They had a 2-0 lead, blew it. Then Chad Green gave up three runs in the eighth. They lost. 2019, they lost 2-1 to to the Rays. They struck out 14 times. 2021, which was catastrophic when they were up 7-2 to to the Astros in the ninth, and Altuve hit that three-run walk-off homer. Last year, they beat the Red Sox, but they were awful. And then they came out of the break by getting swept in a doubleheader to the Astros. And then this year, you have that game. So it's like 
are they just not prepared? I, I don't know what's going on. The the labor <clears throat> to, play, the bullpen yeah, management. Yeah, the labor play. So to your point about the culture sucking and like no accountability, I think that Glaber Torres is sort of the epitome of that because he continues to make extremely costly mistakes All and the time. boneheaded plays. And he's just a dumb baseball player. He's just a really, really dumb. He is talented, but he's just a really, really dumb baseball player. And then Aaron Boone sits there after the game and says, I don't think Labor Torres has made an egregious amount of errors at second base when he literally just made an error that cost you the game. No, if fans <laughs> or lots about it. I'm not asking you to sit there and rip him for 10 minutes, but Boone, would it kill you to just say that was a really costly error for us and just end it there? Like have one percent of accountability right. might just change some things on this team. But they can't. It can't do it. He cannot do it. It's not him, and he's never gonna change. He he won't. And to even say like that's a play that needs to be made. That's all you have to say. Exactly. One that's sentence, all you need to say. And no one asks you about it again. But to sit there and say after a guy gives up six runs and four innings and to say he had good stuff, he made a couple of mistakes, this, that, this guy's not hitting. Oh, he's in a slump. Oh, he'll get going, he'll get rolling. Or- he wanted to pull Domingo Herman to keep him on a high he note. Won- <laughs> he Ooh. literally just pitched a fucking right. perfect game. <laughs> and I, I despise How much Domingo higher can you get? Right. And I despise the guy, but he's allowed one hit on 74 pitches. And if that's the move, you want to go to the bullpen? Fine. How is Ian Hamilton the first guy out? And then he gets into trouble. Then you bring in Michael King. Then when he can't get the job done, you go to Ron Miranaccio. When he can't get it, you go to Clay Holmes. Just go to the guys who are elite first. And if they brew in the game, so be it. But like it was the the compound mistakes there between the wrong reliever and pulling the guy and then going to this guy and trying to steal it out with this guy. It's unfathomable. And people say, oh, it's the regular season. You can't manage every game like it's the postseason. He does the same shit in the postseason. We watch him every year. Manage but the, we're, not ta- we're not talking about making decisions. We're not talking about pitching a guy out of the bullpen five days in a row. Right. We're not talking about pitching a starting pitcher to 125 pitches. These are just like generally smart and commensensical like decisions. He, he has in, no in common sense. He can't do that. And – uh, an easy change in my mind to make is get rid of the manager. You fired the hitting coach. That's not going to do shit. Get rid of the manager. That's where the problem on the coaching staff starts. It starts with the manager. That's a lot easier to do than change the entire roster midseason. You can't change the entire roster midseason. You can try and change a few pieces here and there that hopefully have a trickle down effect. But I think it needs to start by getting rid of the manager and also making a few decisions on the roster to see if that can help. And if it can't, it can't. But I know it's not going to work this year with Boone and pretty much the same roster. I know exactly as you described how the season is going to play out. So change it. Yeah, It's either going to be they don't make the playoffs or they get in and they just are out early at some it, point. It would be too it would be too convenient for all of us if they didn't make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs and they will embarrass themselves in the playoffs. <laughs> but the only thing like their whole idea of just get in, crapshoot, all that. They need the like, the most miraculous run to survive this postseason, to be a wildcard team, to go on the road best of three, win that, go on the road best of five, win that, best of seven against like the Astros or the Rays or the Rangers, win that and probably play the Braves. The path to a championship is like an impossibility, essentially. And what I, what annoys me is that they probably are using like the Phillies run last year as like right. oh, that could be us. That could and they be lost us. the like, Phillies didn't win. <laughs> no, but they made the World Series. But like they're yeah. you know they'll probably sit there and tell you, well, the ball bounces one other way in the World Series, and yeah. the Phillies win the World Series. It's like fine, yeah, that could be you, 
Or you could try and be the Astros, who are there every, every year. fucking year. Every or the year. Dodgers, who are there pretty much every fucking year. And How the about Braves. try and be them? The Braves, who the Braves are the best team run. in baseball this year. And definitely been better than you over the past three seasons. Yeah. And the the this everything, like you watch a Braves game, they're down five nothing. You come back twenty minutes later, they're up seven five. It's just they have young core, the core's locked up, they've got great starting pitching, their bullpen needs work, but they'll just go out and get relievers. They're always there. Why do you have to be the team, like you said, that needs a, a miracle parlay to hit to get there? Why can't you be the team that you you used to be or tried to be that would just get there because you're better than everyone? I don't I don't get that. It's like you listen back. I'm sure you listened to Hal's. Um, I think it was Michael K. did the interview on his radio when he, show. When he was confused, like <clears throat> fans are upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying that fans need to have accountability. It's like, oh, so you want us to not show up? It's like you're the owner of the Yankees. People are always going to show up. Right. right. Like at this point, I, I don't know. I wasn't really following. I was four when the team was in last place. But like, right. Did, did people not show up? I, I guess so. People didn't show up in the early 90s and stuff. But at this point, I don't ever see the Yankees just being a complete dumpster fire, like perennial last place team. So you put a relatively competitive team on the field. People are going to show up. You're going to sell 3 million tickets. You're going to sell your $25 chicken buckets and your $18 Bud Lights. Like that's just going to happen every single year. Right. So you yeah. need to have the accountability, Hal. He has no accountability. I like how when Cashman was like, I got Hal St- I got his blessing to fire Lawson. Do you think Hal Steinbrenner knows who the fuck Dylan Lawson is? <laughs> like That was the most outrageous thing he said out of all everything. He's like, I got his blessing. Hal doesn't even know who the guy is. He could walk into his house. He would have no idea. <laughs> well, the new, the new, it's good, good to know that the new hitting coach thinks, uh, thinks Hank is still around. I know. It's... <laughs> Did you see that? At least he got a mustache to be like Donnie Baseball because he he's trying to like win the fans over. But I mean, it's just what do you think? You know, I mean, we do talk- you know how I so I listened. Did you listen to the Sean Casey? There was like a ten minute. Yeah, I guess he has a podcast. Sean Casey's talking about like getting hired. The moment I knew he was full of shit when he talked about how Randy Levine was such a great guy. I'm like, no, no one thinks Randy Levine's in the a good world guy. Said that. Yeah, Randy Levine's best friend doesn't think he's a yeah. good guy. Shut the fuck up, Sean Casey. <laughs> Man, and the fact that he's a Boone's buddy just oh, makes yeah. it it's even just, worse. It's just going to be fucking powwows in the dugout. Nauseating. So, so we talked right like the day before opening day. We're talking now all-star break. We'll have to recap our over-unders at the, towards the end of the season. But I don't even remember what we said. Yeah, we're saving them for later in the year. But I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know how this second – if you look around the division, I mean – Boston is going to pass them in the next six days where they've just got loaded up with bad teams they're playing. And Boston's not a good team either, but the Yankees suck. So it's like, who do you think you are, Yankees? Um, they're going to be in last. They could be in last place in, in at midnight on Friday night. Maybe and they'll then, be sellers. And then Maybe they'll be sellers at the deadline. They're not going to be sellers, but who, who, who are you going to sell? <laughs> uh, good question. Yeah. So what are your expectations from <clears throat> here to – what is there 71 games left? My expectations are they add two outfielders because uh, I don't think judge is coming back. And if he is coming back, it's going to be some September return. And he's it's going to be a report that he can't do any more damage to it. So they're just going to see how he does going into the playoffs. Like, we I like when he was like, he said out. it's going to be years until he's better. I'm like, years. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like bro you're you're what 31 now like what, yeah. how old are we talking no so i think you need to add two outfielders i'm not just talking about like bullshit like you need to add two outfielders you need to upgrade third base and maybe a bullpen arm but i'm also okay with just moving severino to the bullpen because i'm i've i've completely given up on him being an effective starter long term put him in the bullpen at this point nestor cortez can hopefully come back and be 65 percent of his all-star caliber pitcher and you just got to bank that Radon and Cole can be a good enough one-two if you do make the playoffs and your offense gets hot for a couple of weeks. That's what you have to bank on. In your uh, GM head, are they getting? Are they trading like Peraza and Dominguez to get these? Yeah, people, I, or traded, this- I traded Dominguez for, to the Cardinals for, for Lance Newbar. And, and, oh, my uh, God. And, you want and Jack another Flaherty. guy, high ceiling, but really stinks? He's 25, he's 25 years old. He's uh, not arbitration eligible for two more seasons and he can play center field. And I don't want them to sign Bader in the off season. Cause he's just another, I don't want Bader guy. either, but so this is, it. This, oh this, this is uh this is insurance for that. Look, we're all acting like Jason Dominguez. Like we really no, trust care. the Yankees to be no, I don't Jason. I trust that he's going to be good, but I'm not going out and trading him for fucking new bar. Why not? Oh my God. That's like ex- the exact player they keep getting. That doesn't work out. Like they're trying to get this guy who has this great potential, but hasn't realized it yet. Go get a guy Newport who was good last year. Good. Yeah, and then this year he stinks. And the year before, in his three years, he had like one good year, a, an okay year, and then there's this year which is like he's okay. And then I, I, I trade for Bellinger and, and Candelaria, and I think you DFA Donaldson, and you just you also have to just bank on DJ Rizzo and Stanton hitting because it doesn't matter who you add if you still have three pieces in your lineup that are everyday players that suck. Like, sorry, you're still gonna suck. So. Unless hey, those guys turn it around, you're you're doomed. Anthony Rizzo last homer nine days before Memorial Day. And I know it's ever 13th. since the fucking like that weird neck injury with Tatis. Like it's like okay, fine. Like you just forgot how to hit after that. Did, <laughs> it's like you just hurt game? forever. Yeah, like so. Put put uh, put uh, what Bellinger first base because Rizzo doesn't do a shit. I just I I just always <laughs> think about the quote when Rodon at the beginning of the year he was like, if this was the ALDS, I'd be taking the ball. It's like, well, you don't have to worry about that, dude, because you fucking get to see that because you didn't show up for three months. No, it's good. But wasn't that really electrifying when he 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 made his uh, debut with the Yankees and they got one hit? Yeah, that was awesome. That was just that was it was perfect because, like I said, he was he they needed bats and they got him and then the bats weren't there. and They still had him and it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't matter. matter. He, he could have pitched. He could have pitched a shutout. They still would have lost. They still would have lost. It didn't matter at all that he was even there. So. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Well, I wish I wish when we talked it was happy, but it hasn't been happy in a long time when we talked. It's been like 20, years now. 2017. Yeah, the last time we were happy, I think, was in the, the right before the 2018 playoffs. I was on Bronx Pinstripes, and you asked me if I would play uh, Bird or Voight in the postseason, and I was, and we, that was like a converse, a real conversation we had. And oh, now God. here we are, and five years later, they just keep getting farther away from getting to where they want to be. Yeah, back in 2018 even though they weren't uh weren't they were playing Boston on the road, I still had confidence. I was like, you win you st- they stole that second right. game in Boston in 2018 and I was like, they're going to go back home and they're going to win those two games. That's how I felt. They were gonna, but then and that didn't the happen. manager made some wild choices. Yep. <laughs> just get CC through the bottom of the order. Just got to get him there and then the next night day just uh, you know, that's it. So <clears throat> 
All right, Andrew. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll talk again soon. And uh, maybe we'll have to do our over-unders early if the season's over before it's supposed to be. But hopefully we don't have to do it till the end of the regular season. Fun as always, Neil. Thanks. All right. Thanks to Andrew for taking the time to come on and talk Yankees. It's not easy to talk about the Yankees right now because they're just not enjoyable. And I don't see much joy coming in the next three nights. Stay up late. Watch them in Anaheim. Like, what are they going to do in Anaheim? I'm scared to think of. I don't want to envision what might go on the next three nights in Anaheim. But that'll do it for today. Yankees-Angels begins on Monday night, three-game series in Anaheim. I'll be back after Monday's game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.